Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Nerdiverse. Go ahead, sit and listen to the masters. The old heads talk about what you love the most. Video games, comics, movies, and everything you need to maintain your We got the knowledge that's straight out the ether. Gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker. Mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need. Please uh, send in a question. Come and get some answers. Learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests. We got the green lanterns glowing on our chest. Yes, please sit back and relax. Cause we're gonna hit you with them stories. Facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the Masters of the Nerdiverse. Welcome to Masters of the Nerdiverse, where we always have such sites to show you. You can find this ritualistic burial site of a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio. And Google Play. And if you're listening to this in the far flung future of 1984, you may actually be listening to us on Spotify as well. What? Which would which would be awesome. I am, of course, your host, Mike G. And with me as always is my charismatic co-host. Hello there, Winter Sturdivant, coming at you live from the Sturdivant House. Q soundboard. From Stur. <laughs> from Sturdivant Haven. Yeah. It's like it's like Asteroid M, you know, Magneto's house. Right. In space. I think. Sturdivant Haven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Sturdivant's home from the criminally insane. Yeah. How was your oh, week, yeah, man? Yeah, that's where. <laughs> my week, my week. I know, right? Just keep moving just to, to skip that. But no, uh, before we get into weeks, I have to ask you a very serious question. The most serious question I've ever asked you on the show. All right, shoot me. Okay. Uh, that's funny you say that. Uh, you're a young man of uh, of sound mind and body. Are you prepared to join the Space Force? Yes, I've been talking about this all day. <laughs> People are upset and I don't, because they, they don't know any better. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's upsetting to me how upset people are getting over this because <laughs> they can't. They can't get over their bias over the this the uh, the party of of the the red party beat the blue party. Therefore, the blue party's upset, sort of thing. <laughs> Anyways, so now when the red party's going, hey, remember Moonraker from James Bond? Let's turn that into like a documentary. <laughs> Let's just, I, I, I said I'm gonna join. I'm gonna set up. I'm gonna say that right now. I would like to put in my application to be a chaplain for the space force. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Winter is all for it, man. It's it's like Starship Troopers. It's like, would you like to know more? <laughs> you know, right. it's like if I was a, if I was an able young man of sound body, I would super join the space force, Doug. Whatever, whatever we're doing, it's in space. And there's a very high chance I may get a Gundam. So I'm down. Anytime I can get a mobile suit, you know, in real life, you know what I'm saying? Because it's <laughs> just the concept alone. Like, we need to police space, y'all. Like, what happens? Like, people are saying that, well, some people thought that it was going to be like the Space Marines from Aliens. But I'm saying most likely it's going to be like the Air Force. So I'm going to go with, well, I was about to say Battlestar Galactica, but that's more like Navy. Yeah, that's more naval. So back to Marines or something like that. Yeah, so maybe maybe we'll still be like Battlestar Galactica. Man, okay. I was thinking more like the United Federation of Planets, like in Star Trek or something. But our government's not smart no. enough for that, right? So it's like it's more. No, it's, it's gonna be a, based off a sci-fi show. It's gonna be based off Starship Channel. Troopers. We're gonna have grunts in space that we're just gonna launch into the nothingness. 
and have them report. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, go one direction. It's like a giant uh, open world RPG. Just point a rocket in a direction in, in the infinite and just have them report until they die. That's the Space Force, dog. You know, if you see an alien, holler at it. If you see some super cool, uh, you know what I'm saying, extraterrestrial or some kind of like naval base in space, right. let us know so we can thus prepare. But yeah, man, let's go ahead and just start that Space Force up. <laughs> <laughs> have like a cyberpunk music and vapor wave in the background and yeah all my man. youtube musicians out there vapor wave yeah. y'all yeah hey man you know how much like artistic art like i want to design the patch for the for the space force Doug. i want to i want to you know how they have the nasa patch i want the space force mm-hmm. to be like be like this the the earth with a giant fist coming out of it punching punching space fucking space force Nobody's ready. Oh yeah, man. it's definitely going to be connected to the Air Force. Though I just read like a paper: Air Force issues first guidance to troops about Space Force from Military.com. <laughs> I can't believe they just called it Space Force. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing ever. SF, hello. <laughs> the SF. I want to be SFO, but SF mm-hmm. officer job. Dude, you don't even have to be an astronaut because you're part of the Space Force. It's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to know about like how that stuff works. You just have to put a helmet on and get your pew-pew gun and head into the infinite unknown. It can't, man, Space Force, dude? Yeah. Can I, can I pilot one of those like power loaders from Aliens? Meanwhile, can I have one? no one's talking about the, uh, the uh, bill that he signed. Say I'm no longer gonna separate families. <laughs> Say okay. That's the most okay. I don't really like getting too political on this podcast, but I no will one wants say to hear about your Nazi that, ideals. Okay, so <laughs> oh, geez. that's my other podcast. Yeah, man, it's called <laughs> the the stiff goose. <laughs> I'm called, not gonna make that called, joke. We're moving it's on. Called Black Nazi fact or fiction? <laughs> fact or fiction. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> oh, man. That's mm. disturbing. You asked me how my week was. I'll go first this time, too, besides besides fantasizing about the Space Force. Oh, man. My week was weird and interesting. Watched a couple of movies. I uh, watched uh, Tomb Raider with uh, the new Tomb Raider with uh, Alicia Vikander. I'm going to be doing a review on that, so you'll be hearing about that later. And I also watched, because I just needed to know, uh, Transformers The Last Night. And it's the worst. It's the most Bay that Michael Bade has ever... Michael Bade. It doesn't stop Michael Baying the entire time. It just keeps Michael Baying like... It's, 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 a, it's a rhythm. It's like... Michael Bay has a type, so every woman in his movies look all look like uh, Megan Fox. They're all the dark-haired, bright blue-eyed, fit look, except for the second one who who was the who was actually right. blonde, fit with blue eyes. But I, at first, I thought it was actually Megan Fox. So I was like, "Oh, so I didn't." I thought she was like super dumb with Bay and all the all of his ilk, but no, it's this completely different actress pretty much playing the same role. It's like the prize for the male protagonist. It's, it's, it's the worst. And it goes slow motion shot, um, circle pan, and stupid quote. And the entire movie rotates around that formula the entire time. So it's, and it mix it up a little bit. Sometimes it'll be stupid quote, slow pan, and then doves. It's, it's, don't watch that movie, people. Uh, but the big thing I did this week, I uh, really wanted to talk about was, uh, we recently uploaded, uh, the top, the MOTN top 10, which is, we did our, t- me and Brian did our top 10, uh, video games of all time, our favorites. Uh, go listen to that if you haven't yet. It's pretty dope. And after doing that. Can I ask something? Of course. Why does he get a character made for the image of the f- episode? And I don't. Hey, that's not him. That's the, okay. I've never explained this on this podcast, but our podcast has yeah, 
I'll explain it just real quick. <laughs> I've created two uh, kind of mascot characters for the podcast. One's a boy, one's a girl. One's the gray one is named Cosmos or Cosmo, like Cosmo Kramer. And mm-hmm. the blue one's named Luna. And I named her after the cat from Sailor Moon. And these are two de facto uh, mascots for the show that I just created because I thought I just wanted something different. So it's not technically me and him. It's just them. It, like They're not even us. They're just kind of, I see them as casual masters of the universe on some planet somewhere, you know, who happen to like earth pop culture. So they dress, they dress like us and they uh, have their own in- interesting little duo as, you know, platonic life mates. I don't know. Um, this is something I haven't really fleshed out. But no, it's nothing like that, Winter. All right. I, All right. One day I will draw us meeting them, but that's at like the 100th episode where worlds collide. What episode are we on right now? We're on episode 42. 42. And oh. just out of, off the top of my head, our year anniversary is coming up like on the 28th of June. So I'm very excited. I have some ideas of what I want to do, but we'll talk about that later. We'll, okay. we'll talk about that later. Um, speaking of the top 10, uh, it got me real nostalgic. So I was like, well, I'm, 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 I'm just want to, I feel like playing these older games like Super Mario World and, you know, uh, Tetris and, you know, Nice of the Old Republic. So I was digging around my room and I found my old PSP. I haven't touched like in five years. Just haven't done anything with it. It was old, old and molded. And I was like, I wonder if I can refurbish it. So I started tinkering with it. And I bought a new battery for it, which was dirt cheap because the PSP doesn't, it's not supported anymore. And I just, I brought it back to life. It booted up just fine. It was in actually pretty decent condition. And I forgot that I had a bunch of games that I was too young to really appreciate at the time or just didn't really get into. Like I have Monster Hunter on my PSP and I was like, oh man, it's like diving back and playing a brand new Monster Hunter now that I've gotten into the game from world i'm like i can just play a brand new monster hunter while new while i'm waiting for new uh new content i have metal gear uh peace walker i never really got into i can play that uh street fighter alpha uh god of war man like final fantasy crisis core and i'm just like dude it's like i'm having so much fun with it like just you know rather than playing a big ps4 or pc and then i took a little bit further and I just started going online and was like, I wonder if I can play Resident Evil 2 on this thing. Because the new <laughs> game is coming out, the remake. Yeah. So I found a way to get Resident Evil 2 on my PSP. So I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil 2, the old school one on PlayStation, and just revisit, revisiting that game and actually getting jump scared and having to refigure out things. And it's just a blast. But then I took it even further. I went Super Saiyan Level 3 with my PSP. And said, I wonder if I can play Mario on this what? thing. I wonder if I can play I wonder if I can play Sonic on this thing. So I started tinkering more, started going online, and I have a bunch of emulators on it now that play anything I damn well want now. I can I just, I was playing Metroid Fusion downstairs from my job today on my That's PSP. Cool. So it's yeah, it's like I've been, you know, it's like this is my one stop shop. For gaming right now. It's like, I'm not really interested in anything on the PS4 right now. It's kind of a slow time in gaming for modern gaming. And I'm like, I'm having so much fun with these old classics. Like, I'm playing Super Mario World, Pokemon Sapphire, Altered Beast, Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's kind of crazy. And just, it's just, that's what I was doing my whole week. It's just kind of getting into the meat potatoes of my PSP and learning how to make it an all-in-one gaming station that is no longer supported so that's pretty much been my week just as soon as we're done now i'm like thinking about playing more resident evil 2 and should i remember this is a stupid part where this liquor jumps through like a, a see-through window it's like oh crap <laughs> he literally jumped yeah. <laughs> it was super dumb but yeah that's pretty much my week man I'm just uh getting get, geeking out on nostalgic stuff how about you man well i had a wedding that i went to on saturday Ooh, nice! How'd that go? It went pretty well. I had it was very interesting because first they want uh, the bride asked if I could play music like two weeks before, two or three weeks before. I said no, I can't. 
could I still come to the wedding? And she said, no, we're pro- we're trying to keep it small. If you play music, you can go. So I said, wow. no. But then I, the mother invited me to the wedding, and I said, yes. And I got an invitation. Yes. <laughs> so she was like, she saw me at the wedding. The bride like, oh, I hope she doesn't do a double take. And she does a triple take. Nice. <laughs> and then she, she was all nice and all that. It was pretty nice. Yeah, I and I I was taking like the worst photos ever, and I sent them on Facebook to her. Uh, I, the I call it the back of heads collection. So the, I saw that. Yeah, that, man. I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> but it's not been getting a lot of traction. Of like, damn, like important moments happening, and I'm just getting the back of heads of people. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that man. Was good. They'll appreciate that later. Yeah, you know. Once the once the new was worn off, so to speak, you know. But they were given a gift of a cornhole set. Do you have you played cornhole? No. What is that? I've heard of it. It's, I vaguely know what that is. Right, so it's similar to game of horseshoes. A game of horseshoes. Uh, <laughs> anyone out there? Put the title of the song in the comments. Um, <laughs> it's where you throw these bags of corn onto these raised uh, pieces of wood with a hole in the middle, and you're trying to get the bags of corn into the middle. And they're like they're like okay. bean bags size. Um, and I must have played like three or four hours of cornhole, just me and this other guy that just met that day, and we have like a That's identical cool. taste, and we were terrible <laughs> at cornhole at first. But it's like, wait a minute, this is a sport made for us. There's hardly any exercise, and you get to hold a beer in your other hand. <laughs> Perfect. That's what's up, man. You just found a friend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> found a kindred spirit. Right? That's what's up. Yeah. So other than that, it was a good it was a it was a it's been a good week. Man, so far so good, yeah. right? I do have another story that I, I'll I'll have to tell off the air. But we'll move on. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. You want that story? Pay money. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Speaking of people having to pay out money, let's get to the news, shall we? Yeah. News. News time is now. Laughing time is over. Oh, man. Let's get this out the way first. <laughs> this is crazy. And I, and I feel like we need to talk about it. Is Chris Hardwick, man. What's going on with Chris Hardwick, man? <laughs> he's, uh, oh. <laughs> well, he's, he's had an issue with drinking in the past. And now we know yep. what that drinking was keeping down. <laughs> so for those who don't know who Chris Hardwick is, is he's been... A modern day pillar. I was. I want to say a pillar. He's been pretty influential in nerd culture. May it be through. The, yeah, I would say. You know, like he brought on the recent revival of nerd culture. Right. Like he came around during the Machinima uh, G Four Attack of the Show. Right. Nerdist. <laughs> he was like not in the same class as like a Morgan Webb or an Adam Sessler. He was like right after them. You know what I mean. And this is a guy who uh, he used to host of the Talking Dead for those Walking Deadheads out there, and yeah. Talking Preacher, and Talking and Talking Preacher, yes, oh Preacher, that's a that's a crazy book and show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is also a major figure in the Nerdist website and Nerdist content. And those like are guys created Nerdist. <laughs> right, keep interrupting you. That's fine. <laughs> Correct me, man, because because I'm just learning more about it, and apparently. He's under extreme fire because an ex of his has released like a tell-all about that he was mentally, verbally, and physically abusive towards her. And as the Me Too movement does, he was excommunicated. All his stuff was taken away. Shows canceled. You know, radioactive. You know, just get this guy out of here, right? He's right. he's a creep. Let's get him out of here. But. And that was going to be the story. I was going to just kind of want to talk about like how absolute power corrupts absolutely for some people. You know what I'm saying? Like even, I mean, he's not Dan Rather, but some people just need, some people have that spirit about them that they just feel like they need to be in control. 
And a lot of people can kind of see that coming a mile away. Some people can't. This is what leads to, unfortunately, abusive relationships where that person needs to feel like they are controlling everything. And it's hard for people to kind of see that coming so they can avoid it because, you know, everybody's nice and stuff until about that third, fourth month until you really start seeing who they are. And then you're kind of locked in because you're in love. Right. But uh, but I digress. Uh, the plot thickens because apparently there is some kind of text going out about his ex um, begging to have him back or something like that. And that all this may have been done to tarnish his reputation. But at the same time, there's people saying that this could be a form of Stockholm syndrome and that she could have just, you know, still been in that horrible situation, but still wanted to go back to what she knew. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, for people like this, bring them out into the light. I'm not trying to knock any of that. And I'm not trying to defend this guy whatsoever. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just that it, you're saving that for Sylvester Stallone. Right? Yeah, Sylvester, that guy needs to go. I would defend Sylvester no matter what he does. No, I'm just kidding. That guy is a bit of a weirdo. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying for those out there, like, how can I put this? It's just him being a, a, a pillar of the nerd community. It's kind of crazy that this is coming out about him because he didn't seem like the type. But then again, to quote. Rupert Thorne, the brighter the picture, the darker the negative with some people. You know what I mean? Some people just seem um, like Ed Gein was the nicest guy in the world until you looked into his, like, until you looked into <laughs> his back closets and his floorboards, you know? You know, so I just, for people out there, if you see this kind of behavior in your significant other family member, uh, just don't be afraid to say something about it. And don't just sit, think that you have no other ways out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's always alternatives to stuff like this, even though that alternative may take you in a negative or a backstep in life. At least you're not in a situation like this, like his ex was, or like so many other humans on earth dealing with abusive and in obsessive relationships. So I just want to talk about that and hopefully help some people out there who may be dealing with that. Cause you're not alone, and there's always places you can call and help that you can receive for this kind of stuff. Yeah, it, uh, it's just a sad you know? situation, and uh, I I don't know why uh, it was chosen to be put on Medium.com. Her post, I don't know. Right? What, I didn't know what Medium right. was, so I'm looking into that right now. Um, is there a way for me to make money mm. off of it? We'll find out, but. <laughs> uh, lucrative, yeah. lucrative I did situations. Like, um, not try to make the put a little comedy into this. Uh, and one of the articles I read about this, the the two connected articles were um, Sylvester Stallone allegations of sexual assault, and then it was a local Comic Con wow. bans Nazi cosplay. And I was like, what? <laughs> people are dumb, dude. Yeah. It's like, it's it, it, people are just stupid. Well, you wanted it's like, it, I know. You're, you, should, yeah. you should know. You wanted it. Like, you should know. Like, you don't... Oh, it's so stupid. It's, ugh, people are so dumb. What'd you, what, what did you think was going to happen? You show, up to, you show up and use the backdrop of cosplay. Well, it's a costume. It's cosplay. No, you're. Yeah, I played Wolfenstein. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm Cyber Hitler <laughs> from Wolfenstein. Yeah. No, you, you racist Nazi bastard. Yeah, man. Uh, blast from the past. Gotta love it. We got our first looks at the Wonder Woman 1984 stuff. And the main reason I bring it up because it's not one thing to talk about production stills and stuff like that. But for some odd reason, Tre- Steve Trevor is in the shots uh chris chris pine who's playing steve trevor who's normally wonder woman's love interest and for spoilers 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 uh dies at the end of the first movie super explodes like no winter soldier it's just he's finished it shows up in the production stills of this new movie i guess wonder woman 2 what they're calling wonder woman 1984 is the standing uh name for it and it begs a question like and it's a thing they also did in like Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier, where is it okay if you're, let's say, an immortal, right? And you're, you live throughout time. 
is it okay to constantly fall in love and date the ancestors of the people that you've loved in the past? I well, that doesn't that turn into incest very quickly? Not if they're your children. If they're not your children, I don't know. You're getting into the gray zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like let's say. Uh, let's say Diana can't have children. I'm, I don't remember if that's canon or not, but let's say Diana can't have children. And obviously she didn't have children with um, with Steve Trevor, right? So it's not her kid. But 40 years in the future, she finds that he had a great, great, great grandson or whatever that looks just like him. Is it weird that she dates him? Yes. <laughs> yes, right? I always thought that was weird about Cap. Like Cap dated Peggy Carter back in World War II, but then he thaws out and immediately starts dating her grandniece, you know, Sharon Carter. And, and, and like, dude, like that's kind of double dipping, bro. Like, Yeah, they didn't think that through. No, they did not. Anybody else, man, it might as well be like, might as well be your niece. You know what I'm saying? Like, gross. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing I wanted to talk about with Wonder Woman. I thought that was super weird and just no. So, however they explain that, they're gonna have they got some explaining to do, Lucy. You know what I'm saying <laughs> I don't like that at all. Uh, news I'm gonna fly through unless you really want to talk about it because it's really just for me. Uh, Miyazaki, the guy who does the uh, <laughs> the guy who does the From Software games, yeah, like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and that new game, uh, that the new game. Of. Yes, it looks super cool. It's like. Uh, Sakaki or something like that. Uh, I forget it's the called name. Hanzo Extreme. Hanzo Extreme. Yeah. It's an Overwatch <laughs> spinoff. It's an Overwatch Gaiden. Uh, Shadows Die Twice. He's hinting at making a brand new Armored Core game. And All right. Have you ever heard of Armored Core, Winner? Yeah, they just need to make it multiplayer and I'll play it. Like, uh, customize oh, your, yeah. your uh, mech suit or whatever. The customization in Armor Core games is like building a damn car. It's so detailed. You gotta like find old. You gotta find alternator parts and distributor caps and shit to build your mech. But you can literally build whatever you want and make it look like whatever you want. So if I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the game to make my Gundam Epion because that's what I have to do. And like Winter said, if it's online and you can play it, fight people or playing like squad based missions and stuff, dudes. That's money right there, man. Like, but it's probably gonna be hard as hell to. Hopefully, if the UI is easy. It's not hard to to uh, navigate or control. Right. If the controls are, if the controls are fine, and of course the graphics are gonna be nuts, then I'm all for a new Armored Core game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's just that's sounds dope to me. The hypest news that came from outside of. E3, because we're kind of in that weird afterglow of E3, is that uh, Bandai Namco, the Arxis team, the guys who made the Dragon Ball Z Fighters game, Guilty Gear game, Blaze Blue, pretty much the best fighting game uh, development team as of right now, better than Capcom, better than NetherRealm, in my hum- humble opinion, are making a are making a kill-a-kill fighting game. Now, I don't know anything about kill-a-kill. Ugh. Don't lose your way in your mind. That's for only for Kill a Kill fans. And Kill a Kill is an anime that I watched when I was like super sick. I was like on my deathbed, Cameron, Ferris Bueller's Day Off finished. And I had a whole weekend to recoup. And I watched Kill a Kill on Netflix for an entire weekend. And it was amazing. It was kind of like Gurren Lagan. It's the same people. It's from the same guys who made Gurren Lagan. I think their name is the, the name of the animation company is Trigger. Uh, if you have a chance, watch Kill the Kill. It's super dope, and and they have nudist beachy. So they're making kind of like an arena fighting game. I don't know if it's going to be like Dragon Ball Z Fighters, where it's a two D plane. It's looking like it's a three D plane, which is kind of a turnoff for me. But Kill the Kill is getting a game. You don't like that? Uh, like it depends, man. Like certain three D fighters, where it's like an arena. When you all run around and stuff, it's like I don't know. Um, it's very hit or miss. It's not. It's not Tekken or Soul Calibur. It's more like the Naruto games. You know what I mean? Like the Naruto uh, Path of the Ninja and Ninja Storm and stuff like that. Those are the games I'm not really too fond of because it's mostly just super 
galleries where everybody shows off their cool new moves, but it's it's like oh I don't want to say that. I'm not gonna say there's no skill involved. I'm just saying that it's it's a, a lower ceiling when it comes to fighting game um fighting games, you know, mechanics and stuff. So we'll see. If I can play as uh, Satsuki and just stand on top of the freaking uh, uh, mountain I have a qu- and have the light beaming behind me, then I'm all good to go. Don't lose your way. I have a yeah. question about uh, fighting games because I've been watching a lot of shout casting and a lot of the shout casting has to do with fighting. And I'm yep. like, well, maybe I need to learn more about this. So yep. do you think a good fighting game to start off with would be Mortal Kombat X? or Because it's like 20 bucks right now, and you get all the characters. And You know what? Yeah. that That's a good question, and I'm happy you bring this up. Because there's a lot of people who are get, like, like yourself, get, who wants to get into fighting games for the first time. And I would say... That Mortal Kombat XL, I think is what you're talking about, where it's the complete package yeah. for 20 bucks, is a very good gateway for NetherRealm games. You understand what I'm saying? Because fighting games, much like any other uh, genre, has a subsets that require different skills. Right. You know what I mean? Like, NetherRealm games is a certain type of fighting game that, that fights a certain kind of way versus, let's say, a Soul Calibur or Tekken 3D fighter style way, which is different from a street fighter, king of fighters, certain kind of way. They require different things from you and they all have different kind of difficulty ceilings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it depends on what kind of shout casting you want to get into. Cause there's even smash brothers, you know what I'm saying? Gateway to fighting games because it fights a certain way. You know what I mean? So it really depends on what, uh, what I would suggest is go on Twitch and watch some fighting game streams like mm-hmm. you've been doing. Watch some shout casting. And if you see yourself gravitating more towards like Injustice 2 or Mortal Kombat, then get yourself a nice $20 Mortal Kombat game and go nuts. Go online, go on YouTube, learn the learn the, the lingo, learn, you know, like frame, you know, f- you know, frame traps and cross-ups and oh, he got bopped, and you know what I'm saying? And even and just pick a game to play. You don't have to be a master of it. Just kind of learn the mechanics, so you can you can relate to these to the uh, to the streamers a bit more. So Mortal Kombat XL for twenty bucks, go nuts, man. You know what I'm saying? Like even yeah. Street Fighter Five is a good gateway because it's not too complicated. I also want to find a reason to buy a fight stick because I like that Ooh, whole concept. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I built my own fight stick. Uh, I modded it. Yeah, that sounds cool. And I put my own custom artwork. I've actually been having the itch to do it again. Because I have a a modded PS3 fight stick that also plays on PC and Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. But I need a new fight stick that's modded to play on PS4, Xbox One, and the PC. So it's like, ooh, what kind of fight stick do I want to buy? And honestly, I'm going to tell you, Winner, like, it's a hobby. And it's a certain way to play that once you once you learn how to play on fight stick, it's going to be harder to play on, on a controller and vice versa. You know what I mean? Fight stick is really its own. Your brain is requesting different things than when you're on a, a pad. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And there's no real skill difference. Like playing on stick doesn't make you better than playing on pad. But it makes you look cool. But it's a fun, cool thing you can carry around with you. Like when I go hang out with my buddies, yeah. I bring my fight stick. And I'll break it out. And I'm like, oh, like, ooh, man, can I use it? Sure, man. Knock yourself out. And it's like playing on a, a arcade cabinet. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you have to learn how to do that. Like, yeah. What were you going to say? It, 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 it gives you a certain look because you can customize it however you want. Yeah, absolutely. Is, and it's another reason to spend 200 bucks or something. I mean, once you get the – once if you're building it from dead scratch, then – You'll save a bit of money, but my best suggestion is to buy a starter fight stick, maybe like a Quamba or a, or a uh, Mad Cats. These are you know things you'll learn. Mm-hmm. There's a really good website called FocusAttack.com that sells the actual parts. So if you want to get specific buttons, you can get cool uh, uh, ball tops and stuff like that. You can mod it however you want, put lights in it, whatever you want, man. Yeah. It's just know, know that... If you're learning to play fighting games for the first time, 
you kind of want to pick one way and go with it because doing both at the same time, is just going to confuse you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and also pro tip, Mortal Kombat games are better on pad. Just weird, weird pad. thing. So you're talking about, so what's a pad? Like the regular controller. <laughs> okay. That's like a regular old okay. controller. Pad is like regular old uh, Xbox controller, regular old P- PS, PlayStation controller. Okay, a game pad you're talking about. Exactly. I'm sorry, that's okay. fighting game lingo. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely suggest getting you a nice little starter arcade stick to kind of practice on and get good. It's a, it's a ton of fun, and, and it's a nice, very, very open and toxic, but at the same time, op- opening, open-armed community, the FGC is, because all, all communities are toxic on some level. Yeah. Are, well, like you know, it, there's a different. I might. This is. I had a theory d- developing in my mind, where mm-hmm. uh, if you look up the compilation of uh, like fighting games, yeah, like um, there's a certain like I I hate to play like uh, talk about race in this way, but hey, it seems like like the African my fellow African Americans yes. gravitate towards fighting games. And like Here's, yeah. And and let me also say in the Overwatch League, I don't see a lot of my African American brothers and sisters. Or you know well sisters actually there's no sisters at all in yeah. Overwatch League. But I'll yeah. I'll comment on that. It's because <sighs> in back in the day it was yeah. it was SNES our Genesis, right? Right. And the games that were played in in urban areas, mostly competitive games, mind you, mm-hmm. were sports games or fighting games, right? You're either you were dope on Madden, or you were dope in NBA Live, or you were schooling people in the arcades and in Street Fighter, right? So the FGC has a very strong urban hip hop atmosphere to it. Like a lot of cats, there's there's um, SoCal and NorCal and the East Coast in right. New York, and there's the Florida players. But then you have to, like a really strong juxtaposition when you have cats in Mexico. Mexico is a huge, or South America is a huge fighting game community down there, where they where they play a lot of King of Fighters and they play a lot of Dragon Ball games. And then of course you have Japan, where those are the you know those dudes eat, drink, and breathe fighting games. And then you have Europe, which loves like the Soul Calibur and right. Tekken and stuff like that. So when you're watching a stream, you're watching, let's say, Spooky, or you're watching uh, like uh, Evo or something like that. You're going to see two sides of the fighting game community. You're going to see the esports button up um, Ultra Chan and Dave and David kind of, but like professional approach to the fighting game. And more of like a golf clap, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he jumped and crossed up with the low mid and went into super from his FADC. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it. They're explaining it to me. And then you have FGC thuggery where, you know, they're like, squeeze that bitch. And they're playing like Marvel versus Capcom 3 and they're just going nuts. You're listening to cats like Yipes and, you know, and Tasty Steve and all those cool dudes. So, and, you know, it's, it's more competitive and it's more one-on-one you know what i'm saying like you could play a fighting game without an internet connection right you don't have to be part of a squad you can but nowadays with the younger youth the kids now you know for those who don't have the money to have an internet connection you can always invite your buddy over to play street fighter to play mortal Kombat. but we but and that's where you know the urban like african-american uh uh latin american uh, Filipino uh, communities draw more toward the fighting game community because it's more grassroots and it's a bit more underground. Because you know, a money the money's in e league, in mobas, in in first person shooters because that's where it went because that's how it goes. And fighting games have always been kind of the redheaded stepsister in that equation, right? And it's because of the thuggery that people have kind of stepped away, but. Don't, but don't let that discourage you because it for for maybe for his lack of polish it has a ton of passion and these guys are out here making really good money like Sonic Fox is a young African American 
who's probably the best fighting game player in America right now. Just overall, the kid is a, he's, he's like a 17, 16 year old kid and he's in, and he's insane in everything. He won Evil three times, like in Mortal Kombat. He's played Injustice, won Evil in that, playing Dragon Ball Z fighters now, killing it in that. And he's just and he's just one of those kids that grew up watching these guys play. Uh watching Justin Wong and, you know, Mr. Street Fighter, uh, guys like that. So uh don't let that discourage you, definitely, from checking out like Twitch and just falling into a Street Fighter Five stream and watching guys train and kind of chew the fat because it's it's fascinating right. stuff you know what i mean now especially um, on the competitive level what is the we can move on to this question but no worries i could talk fighting yeah. games all day so, so yeah. with the um what's the incentive of playing online multiplayer like is there a ranking system and do you get like is there seasons in some games is it, yeah. yeah good question yeah. it depends on your game they approach it differently yeah. so playing online it's really what separates the men for the boys, so right. to speak, where it comes to testing your metal. Uh, and there's different ranking systems. So you start as rookie. You And it's all about ratios. So your win to loss ratio will dictate your ranking. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a 60-40 win loss ratio, and the more you play, the more prestige you get. So you go from rookie to beginner to intermediate to champion to godlike, you know what I'm saying? All playing online. And there's different seasons that release different characters, like for Street Fighter, Street Fighter Five. Their season two did some um, updates and changes and introduced four new characters for people to learn and rebalance. Then season three came, more balances, more new characters. So it's growing the game at the same time, adjusting it so it's fair. Because you always want things to be balanced and fair in fighting games. So everyone's on an e- even kill. It is less exploits and more skill. Right. You know what I mean? So the more you play the higher your ranking gets and the more people you fight on your level. It's just like playing Overwatch. You know, if you're playing with your buddies and you guys are, and you have like five, you're a five platinum starred Overwatch player with over a thousand wins, you're not going to want to play beginners. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's just, it's too uneven and vice versa. If you're just learning the game, you don't want to be thrown to the wolves. True. You know what I'm saying? So fighting games is the same kind of setup. So you, beginners play with beginners you know, you level up and the better you get, the more you're linked with people who are on your level until you're playing high level guys. And if you want, if that's something you want to do, then you go to the locals, you go to local tournaments, depending on where you live, maybe LA, there's tournaments all over the country from big and small. And you kind of test your metal to see how good you are. If you want to do this professionally, because don't get it twisted. You can have a, you can make very good money being a uh, video game player, especially in the fighting game community. You can get sponsored. You can fly all around the world, meeting new people, facing new challenges. It's a good time to be a fighting game fan right now. All right. We can move on to more news. (laughs) Yep. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make this the fighting game cast, but uh, something I love. Uh, Real quick, um, Robert Kirkman's Invincible is being greenlit as an animated series on Amazon. Robert Kirkman, for those who probably recognize that name, is the guy who wrote The Walking Dead. And when he was coming up, he had two books that he did. One was a zombie book and one was a superhero book. And what Invincible is, is kind of a mix of Mortal Kombat and Spider-Man. It's a, I, I can only speak on it very on an intermediate level because I've never really read a lot of Invincible but it's bloody destructive action on the back pace on the on the back plate of a character who's pretty much a teenage superman you know what i mean and he kind of grows through life and has his fun adventures so i'm really interested interested to see how gross they make it cuz there's scenes in invincible where guys are getting ripped in half and guts and intestines are yeah. flying everywhere but it's like bright colored superhero suits it's very jarring so i'm kind of in- I'm kind of interested to see how far that goes. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Um, uh, one thing, too, like, yeah, um, I didn't really like an animated series for it. I thought it would be good as a real, uh, or like a, in the real meat space, we'll call it. But uh, I'm still right. I'm not gonna say no to it. Perfect. Yeah, man. Same here. Uh, I want to give a public service announcement about Fortnite. 
Um, have you read the story, Winter, about what's going on with PlayStation and Fortnite? I've been reading about it. That's It's crazy. So here's the thing. If you're a PC player on Fortnite, if you're a mobile player on Fortnite, if you're a Xbox One player on Fortnite, do not transfer your game to the PlayStation, the Sony PlayStation. Uh, what's happening is is that PlayStation has, ever since I see the, the three, PlayStation three has not been really open to cross platform play, and for all, for how we know now, um, phone players can play with PC players, can play with Xbox players, which will soon be able to play with Switch players in one happy ecosystem, right? But PlayStation is not having it. No one can cross-play with PlayStation users within their... Only PlayStation users can play with PlayStation users, so to speak, right? And they won't cross-play with anyone. The weird thing is, is that if you're a PC player and you transfer your data to a PlayStation, they say, oh, I want to play it on PlayStation now. You can't transfer it back out of PlayStation. You're locked in. So if you've bought skins, if you've bought accessories... The moment you transfer that to a PlayStation system, it locks you into PlayStation forever. That account is locked in PlayStation. And there's no fix for it right now. Correct. So it's really funky what Sony's doing. It's really ugly, honestly. You know, it's kind of like if you throw your football across the fence, you're not getting that football back. Right. Kind of thing. And it's like everyone else is playing nicely together. Nintendo yes. Switch is having it finally. But iOS no. is doing it, right? Like everyone's yeah. cool with it. But Sony is not only stopping it, but they're bricking your avail- availability to do it. So if you're playing on PlayStation, you have no desire to play it on your phone or play it anywhere else, and you're fine. Be in your be in your lane. But if you're an Xbox user that wants the best. To- <laughs> <laughs> you'll never be the best because <laughs> you're not playing against the world. If you're an Xbox user, a iOS user, a, mo- a Android user, a PC user, do not transfer your account to the Sony PlayStation for right now because do it not. will do not. You, it has no honor. Uh, it will lock you out <laughs> forever. So that's just a quick service announcement for all my Fortnite heads out there. Don't do it. Don't do it. In the last news art. Oh. Real quick, uh, which is breaking news. Uh, Sony, I'm sorry, we just talked about Sony. Uh, Disney beat out Comcast's bid for Fox to the tone of $71.4 billion. Dollar dollar bills, yeah. Dollar dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills. Make them shake, make them shake. And Fox has accepted the acquisition. So that's all she wrote. So as it stands now... Disney is going to acquire Fox and Comcast has to go take their ball and go home. I guess we'll buy stars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess we'll buy Collider. There you go. Uh, geez. But the but the real thing I wanted to talk to you about, Winner, was did you read what George Lucas had planned for his, um, his Star Wars trilogy? I didn't understand it. I read the title <laughs> of it. And I'm like, explain this okay. Okay, 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 okay. So recently they've interviewed George Lucas on the state of the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. And he went into what he had planned for the continuation past Return of the Jedi, episodes seven, eight, and nine. And his uh his idea went as and I'm ad libbing this as such, is that for his next trilogy, it was gonna focus on a clandestine group of universal controllers called the wills, the will of the force, the as it were. <laughs> they operate on a microbiotic level and orchestrate and, and control the universe and feed off the force. In that, even though fans would have hated it, at least his story would have been told in its completion. What? I have no comment. He's an old. He's a crazy old man now. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember, we were talking about this a long time ago. How 
sometimes it's best that these creators just let their their babies, their darlings die. Yep. You know what I mean? It's best sometimes like, it's like get you they need to step away from the creation of their baby. Their baby's an adult now. And there's other times where it's like and another rule would be you need to keep the creator in the cage. Because once he's out, mm-hmm. he's out and he's creating crazy he's things. <laughs> That's for you, Hideo. <laughs> uh you know, like Matt Groening, Matt Groening, Groening, uh, Ridley Scott, Frank Miller, uh, Steven Spielberg, sadly, George Lucas. These guys are getting up there, man. Most of these guys are in their seventies and eighties yeah. now, and it's like it's it's time to let your darlings die. And can you imagine like him knowing fans would have hated it? But I think he was also jaded because how because of the backlash from the prequels. You know what I mean? He hated the prequel. He hated that people hated the right. prequels. And he was salty about it, so he was going to write this story about this about the wills. And apparently, in Star Star Wars lore, the wills have existed since the first draft of like Empire Strikes Back. Like he's had this idea forever, and that the wills have been sprinkled in the Star Wars universe here and there. There's a mention of the wills in Rogue One. Uh, there's also a sighting of the wills, like in the Clone World, in the I think the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. And in like uh, expanded universe literature, so the wills aren't anything new. So he was going to finally bring this idea to the big screen and have some metachlorian micro world battle between the wills and I guess very 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 small Jedi. It kind of reminds me of the Green La- that one Green Lantern character who's actually an amoeba. It's a Green Lantern that's a cell that has like a little power ring. And he just goes inside yeah. of his bodies and gives them influenza. I'm kind of glad, yeah. <laughs> it's super nuts. He needed to step away from the game. <laughs> yeah, man. It's sad, really. And it's like, let yet fresher minds drive, take the wheel, man. Like, I, I get it. You never want to stop creating. You never want to stop being, uh, being creative. But we all can't do this alone, man. Like you need people to rein you in and say, you know what? That's not a, that's not a, that's not the greatest idea. I mean, even yes. kings have their jesters, right? Like the jester is there to keep the king in check, you know, to keep keep his hubris in check, and that's what George would have needed. You know, what I mean, he needed someone to be like, no, man, it's dumb, and he's and people are so afraid to do that with these kind of right. people because they're afraid they'll get will. fired. You know what I mean? Like, and they probably would. Don't get it twisted. Like, don't. You can't tell some people nothing, you know, back to people who like control. Uh, so if George would have got this off the ground and knew people would have hated it and made it anyway, that's kind of spiteful. And I'm happy that didn't happen. So in this case, sorry, Georgie, you, you're probably going to get in a comic book one day and people will give you money to do it. But Kath, uh, Kathy Kennedy and the cats at Disney slash Star Wars they have other things in mind, my good All friend. All about the money. Money. All about them, Benjamin. Money, money, money. Yeah. Ready for some questions? Questions. If you want to email us and tell us how much the wheels would have been an awesome idea, send those to Masters of the Nerdiverse Cast at gmail.com. That is Masters of the Nerdiverse Cast at gmail.com. We're gonna get sued for that. I don't. I don't care. Right. It's just a jingle. I forgot to do I it. I can do week. it. Dang it! One told me I couldn't do you it. You did it for me. That's okay. There'll be multiple weeks mm-hmm. where we can do this stuff, man. All right, Hit ready for there. your first question, my good sir? Hit me. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Name a food that you would fight fight to keep legal. Spaghetti. Let's say. Your fate. What food? Spaghetti. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's quick, quick answer. I would fight to the death to keep horchata legal, dog. Horchata's the All best. Right. You ever had like homemade horchata? I'm more dude? of a. How do you it's pronounce the other thing. Mexican drink that people have? Hamaca or Jamaica? Jamaica. Hamaca. Jamaica, dude. Yeah, Jamaica and tamarind. Is really good, dude. Yeah, it's a sangria, flour, or something like that. Make, 
It's so good to make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Okay, next question. Uh, what's the strangest thing that you've been told during a first date? I'll pay. I'll pay for your food if you want to eat something. <laughs> yeah. That's what they told you. That's weird. No, You're not eating. <laughs> I I took up the courage of ah, asking, yeah, yeah, yeah. like telling a girl how much she meant to me, and then we went. We were going on a date, but then I realized, oh, I have no money for this. So, so I'm sitting there while her nice. friends are yeah, eating been there before, because man. she wanted to go with her friends. So I didn't kill her or anything. Um, Fuck. <laughs> and Straight yeah, up. that's pretty Straight much up. what they said. And uh, it was like, okay, well, I'm not. I don't have any money for food, so I'm just gonna sit here and just like spend some time with you. And I thought that was nice. Yeah. But it was actually very weird. And then. <laughs> yeah i can see how that would have made things awkward everybody's eating you're just sitting there staring at your phone like no yeah. oh, i didn't have a phone back looks then good oh <laughs> uh, shit man i've been there before uh man the weirdest back. thing i had someone ask oh no yeah don't think about it too hard man you don't let it set in oh man man i i, I wrote i i Got this question, and I didn't even really think about it, but the strangest thing someone asked me during a date was well, I was at an Olive Garden, and the girl, it was, see, everything was going normal until she started eating her spaghetti with her hands Yeah, that's without without a knife and fork. That's weird. She was, like, grabbing it, like, wrist first into spaghetti, eating with her hands. That's the keeper. And the question she asked, she's a keeper. And she asked me, do you want some? And she gave me like a fist of spaghetti. And I was like, nah, I'm super straight. I'm just going to wait for my food to get here. <laughs> you may want to you may want to wash your hands. There's a fork right there. It's like, nah, it's better this way. Like steaming hot spaghetti, hands first. Just go right to the mouth. Nothing wrong with that. That was fun. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Pro tip, if you're on a first date, fellas, ladies, go to a coffee shop. It's it's cheap. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You, have to, you don't have to dedicate a lot of time. Have a cup of coffee with them in a nice open coffee shop. Things are going good. Grab dinner. If you're broke, leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Nice and open. Nice and open. Where were you when I was in <laughs> junior, when I was a junior in high school? Oh, okay. I don't. I didn't learn this mess until I was a man. I didn't learn this until I was a man. Mm-hmm. That was my worst Bane voice ever. Okay. Last question. Uh, what's your favorite example of a movie or a bit of uh, content where the mystery ruined the movie or the mystery ruined the storyline? Um, where it's like, oh, man, that's stupid. I think this might be controversial. That's just off the top of my head. Yeah, I think the mystery in Inception <laughs> ruined. Yeah, Inception. People were talking more about whether we're in Leonardo, uh, whether DiCaprio was still dreaming or not. If, the, if that's what the yeah was going to. Um. So it was like, what about the rest of the movie, guys? What about the performance by Tom Hardy, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Ellen Page. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's can't do it. <laughs> it just bothered me too much. Yes, it's been debunked, I believe, by Michael Caine of all people. Right. It's so dumb. He's like, yeah, he, he was super sleep. <laughs> like, like Mike died. Yeah. Oh man, mine's was Star Trek Into Darkness because everybody knew the mystery, but they refused to just own up to it. Uh, that's the one I believe with um, Benadryl Cucumber, and he played Khan. But they were so dead set on saying it wasn't Khan when everybody knew he was Khan, and they tried to make, keep it a secret. But the secret was out, and it was super well known. But they would—it was just so dumb. Like the the marketing was so bad that I thought Benedict Cumberbatch played. That's what I was making fun of his name. I called him um, Benadryl Cucumber. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
I see. I respect I'm sorry. Doctor Strange. I'm such an <laughs> asshole. But yeah. No, Sherlock. He's Sherlock. He's Sherlock. <laughs> First and foremost, he's Sherlock. Or uh, he's uh-huh. he's uh what was he what was his name of Zoolander two where he was literally like a, a snake person? His name was his name was like yeah, I, M I, or something. Like he, he was He's the imitation game. He is the imitation game, dog. You know what I'm saying? He's Smaug. <laughs> Say that five times fast. He's Smaug. Oh, jeez, dude. What are you looking forward to next week? Or this week, rather? Um, work to be over. Uh, I'm going to be taking a free class on becoming a, an official cornhole referee. Nice. Do it. Online. Do it. And I'm going to be working on some papers for my seminary summer classes. Nice. Sounds busy, man. So he keeping yep. yourself busy. Yep. I could bind 60 pages for all the different paid papers after. Nice. Minimum. Do it. You got this, man. Uh, uh, what are you I don't doing? Know, man. Just play some more PSP, I guess. Dig more into that. Beat Metroid Fusion. I have nothing going on. Go go to and from work. Maybe get a haircut. Uh I think I think by the time next time we record, Luke Cage season two will be out, so I may watch that. Cause I kinda have to. Yeah. But nothing really much, man. This week's gonna be kind of slow motion for me. Uh yeah, man. I'm also trying to get back to writing scripts. I have a couple of ideas in my mind. I need to get out or they're gonna make me crazy. Yeah, man. So you know what they say, just spill it onto the paper and then fine tune it. That's how you do it, man. Just right. get it out of your brain and then fine tune it, man. Oh uh, man, you have any closing thoughts before we close this bad boy out? Uh Check out my profile on Bandcamp. Do it. Yeah. Check out my weird art page at navelcosmos.wordpress.com. You can see some old artwork that I did. I'm an artist, y'all. What? And also merch. Check out the merch store. I was checking that out today. I was going to buy a t-shirt, but then I was like, I better just save my money for hospital Shit, bills. I feel that. <laughs> but if you don't have to save your money for hospital bills, check us out at um t uh tpublic.com that's where we have our shirts stickers yeah. cell phone cases messenger bags buy that merch, buy that merch. Buy that merch. If i want to be out in la i want to be at venice beach i want to see somebody wearing a masters of the nerd of our shirt i'll walk up to you shake your hand and buy you some and buy you some pizza some beach pizza at venice beach if i see you wearing a shirt if some random person comes see comes to me in Venice Beach, I'm gonna pepper spray. Don't pepper spray them. I don't want what you're selling. If I see a guy wearing a Masters Nerd of a shirt, I'm gonna walk up to him, introduce myself as Mike G, and say, "You want to grab a slice and talk about life?" And once I rub the pepper spray out of my eyes, we'll get some pizza, man. That's how it goes. Oh, Venice Beach always smells like incense. So weird. Smells like the the inside of Craigslist ad. Jeez, ca- <laughs> or maybe I'm thinking of Ventura. Yeah, man, it smells like casual encounters, dog. <laughs> Gross. Uh, that's the easiest way, dog. It's the easiest way. Or back page. Oh, all right. Let's get back page. I have to do some stuff after this. So oh man, let's close, let's close this bad boy out, man. So if you like the show, you want to. Help us out. Um, you can always visit our website, which is mastersofthenerdiversecast.com, where you can visit our Patreon, throw some ducats our way. It absolutely helps with the production of the show. And if you wanted to help us out non-monetarily, you can always visit us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, our Google Play. Leave us a like. Give us a comment. Please subscribe. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G., and I'm always Winter Sturdivant. And we will always ask you to take that one step beyond.
Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.